Greetings from the Murder of Grey podcast. Where we look behind the curtain of our own minds. Alright, let's have some fun. Hello and welcome back to the Grey, where we, you know, dive into our minds, we peek behind that curtain and try and figure out more information about ourselves as people, as humans, as just entities that survive and live on this planet. As always, I am your guide, Christian, and joining me is... Chris. And we are going to be going into a really fun topic, someone that we both enjoy tremendously. It's a, uh, actually, we're diving more into media. Last week, we talked about some excellent Cronenberg movies where he, you know, talks a lot about the social commentary on life. And he was a basically Nostradamus level predictor of what we might be getting into. But this week, we are going to be going into something a little bit more dark, uh, a little bit more menacing, a little bit more life-threatening that is going to be Squid Game. Uh, very. If you have not heard of Squid Game, um, I don't know how that's actually possible at this point in time, given media and how everything works that way. It's a very popular show on Netflix currently. It's a Korean show where they dive into some really messed up, I guess, moral dilemmas. The whole show is it, it felt like it was actually catered for what we're trying to do here, right? Like every single episode, they deal with some sort of moral conflict in which the characters have to then interact with and try and survive. Um, the whole premise behind Squid Game, and just as a heads up warning for you guys, the this episode is going to be kind of spoiler heavy on the show, um, but... Given the global climate as it is, I'm sure a lot of people either have watched it or know the premise of the show at this point. So uh, we'll give a little bit more warnings towards the end when we start getting really heavy into at least the ending of the show. Uh, But I think that we should be fine as far as that goes. This is just going to be a fun little synopsis and dive into the world of Squid Game as we dissect some of the stuff that these characters had to interact with and kind of put our two cents in to see what we would have done in those situations. You ready for this, Chris? You ready to dive in? Born ready. All right. So the main premise behind Squid Game itself is that they, you have these people who are down and out in life. They are, you know, they're either in massive debt or their life is going nowhere. And they get introduced to this idea, this game that they can then play to make easy money. That's the whole premise behind it. That's how it's delivered to them is, hey, do you want a chance to win easy money? And who doesn't want easy money, right? We have all these pyramid schemes out there. People play the lottery for this reason as well. And it's just, I mean, it's human nature, right? Why mm-hmm. why, why do things the hard way when it could be just handed to you by a game? I mean, I absolutely love game shows. I don't know about you. But like, oh, yeah. dude, Game Show Network was like my thing for a long time. And all I did was watch game shows. So I, I could see the draw. I get it. Right. Like if especially with these people who are down and out already or in massive debt, they're more prone or more likely to go along with something a little bit more risky. I mean, that's gambling. That's everything right there. But like for me, at least I will not I don't like gambling at all. And actually, I think that's going to lead into the the first basic question that we have here, kind of the first introduction to this idea itself, is if you were introduced 
or if someone approached you with this question, with the idea of, hey, do you want to make easy money that's go- and enough money that's going to change your life forever without knowing anything else, would you dive in? Would you accept that? Would you make that no, call? I, 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 that's a tough one to answer. So what's what's your take on it? What would you do if someone just came up to you right now, handed you a business card and said, call this number if you want to win enough money to change your life forever? Oh, I've been approached by those people before at Whole Foods. They come up as a couple and they're like, hey, we got a mentorship program where uh, we can have you retire by your 30. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> I've been approached many times so by I, them. I can, I'm go, just like, I can go back in time and retire? <laughs> no. Right? It's like every time these people come up and it's like almost every other month I'll run into this where someone acting really nice and I'm like, oh, cool. People are being friendly. It's a very weird concept. And then they're like, oh, well, you know, we can get coffee sometime and you can retire early. And I'm like, you do not look like you're rich enough to be retired right now. So don't talk to me. Yeah. But anyway, on the actual reality, if someone came up and just handed me a business card with a phone number on it, I already know it's going to be enigmatic. You know, like I know it's going to be something way different than... (laughs) You know, someone trying to sell me on something, you know, it's not going to be a pyramid scheme. This person obviously must be doing something. And I mean, we're looking at the show, a guy in a business suit, very clean, all of this. It's it's approachable. You're like, oh, this guy actually looks like he's made of money. Like, what does he have planned? You know, and if someone is saying, oh, it's a game, I, you know, I love playing games. I would be interested in it. Mm -hmm. I mean... The reality is if I'm at a point in my life where I'm so in debt, it like at the point where, you know, you're like tens of thousands of money in debt, I would, you know, definitely down to do it. Yeah. But I mean, if someone offered it to me, I mean, I, stupidly, I would say yes. Cause I mean, why not? I like playing games. I think I'm good at them. Hell yeah. I'll make some money. Yeah, I think at a certain time in my life, I probably would have jumped at this opportunity right like I, we all had our down moments where money's tight you don't know what's going on or you know you at a point in your life where everything has changed maybe moved to a different state don't really have anyone else around you why not right and i think that's like the perfect opportunity time and i, I really do it like I, this show is filled with so many little like psychological tests strewn about and i absolutely love it and it, it all starts with that business card that business card is so cryptid that i would be so curious and it would just be in the back of my mind that i probably would make that call because it just has the symbols right the circle square triangle and then on the back of the card it just has a phone number and that's it There's nothing else to this. And someone just approaching you saying like, hey, here's a game. Play this game to change your life forever. And they hand you this cryptid card. I I think my curiosity would at least call. Right. Like I would. Oh, yeah. I I would at least try and be curious about it. But I, I do like the way that they set it up where as soon as you call, it just says, what's your name? What's your birthday? And do you consent to the game? Like there is nothing else that is said. They don't go into details. They It's just very, it's still very cryptid. And it's not asking like too much personal information to where like you might feel like someone's going to be stealing your identity or whatnot. Like it's just enough to be like kind of almost second nature for you to just answer those questions. Right. And it, it really just kind of sucks you into the game more, which is 
in its own way, probably very deceiving, right? Like, you, you, people don't know that they're about to be put into ultimate death game. <laughs> but it, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a very clever way of doing it. And I definitely think at a certain point in my life, I probably would have uh, jumped at the opportunity for to play this game without knowing anything about it. Uh, but at least right now, I think I would be kind of curious, at least. My curiosity might be the get the better of me and actually try and call that number it's very clever very clever but once you get into the game the rules themselves add to that whole psychological like fuck you almost as you're going through all this stuff because i think one like there's you know various ways like basically like oh you can't leave the game last person standing wins the money right like whoever makes it through the end of the game wins but that final rule that they have where at any point in time the game can end as long as there's majority rule that is a very interesting like rule set that they put into this where at any point in time everybody can leave but at the same time that money is literally, literally floating above their head in a giant piggy bank, reminding them what they're doing and what they're there for. So it makes it really hard to make that decision. Like seeing the money in front of you is so much different than actually, you know, just seeing a number on a screen or whatever, or someone saying like, oh, hey, you know, like you're the money pulls at a million dollars. It's like, okay, cool, nice. But if you actually see a million dollars, right above you like in your line of sight it's real it's right there that's going that has to like add to that whole that that pool of do you continue playing this game or not and after seeing the events of the first game seeing people die around you like it you have to want to take off right but then given everyone's mental state while playing or for the reasons of joining the game it's hard to say no once that money is real there and you know it's actually a tangible thing that you could potentially acquire like that has to be tough and i don't know what i would do in that situation that's a really difficult place to be in like i, I don't know like actually physically seeing the money right there I, I, like after the events of the first game would you after seeing so many people die get shot down in front of you would you stick around still would you have been one of the ones to vote to say like let's end this and walk away or would you have wanted to stick around and just say well, well i'm already in this i've gone too far i mean like i said it depends like if i'm in, like if it was my life right now I mean, I would be like, eh, I don't, I don't need to, you know, there's other ways to make money. But if I was like in debt for like all those other people in the show, oh yeah, I'd do it. Like I look at it like, I think it's weird, but smart that in the clause that they sign, like it does say that majority rule can end it, but no one brings it up until after they see the money. Right. right? Like right. after they don't, I don't hint about the money really at all, like, like giving them any kind of idea until after the game. So, of course, they're going to want to leave and then they see the money and they don't. Like, it's really smart because it's like, why would you want to leave when there's money? Oh, wait, I forgot. I totally forgot. At one point, they they even said, if you guys leave now, the money will be split up amongst the families that mm -hmm. passed away and it will be given to them. Like, I what a I, I don't know i think i at that point i personally would be like well like this game is crazy people are dying we can all die here like these people lost their lives let's at 
I, I feel like I would probably have originally voted to end the game right then and there, right? And get these families some, at least closure, right? Like they don't know that oh, their family, I, I don't know. I, that, maybe that's just me being retroactively looking at it. And in, in, in the heat of the moment, I don't, I probably, I don't know what I would do, honestly, right? Like, cause I've never been in a death game before. <laughs> so <laughs> it's hard to really say what you would do in that situation. You would hope like, as I've, you know, mentioned multiple times in this show, you would hope that you would do the right thing. But when you're in the situation, you just don't know, man. Like, yes, a lot of these decisions that these people make while in while that, while the show goes on might seem extreme, but they, it's all logical. And you can see where these people are coming from. And none of it seems too far-fetched. And I, that's what I actually really loved about this show was that, and I think it came at a perfect time where we're still so new and fresh into our podcast here where we're talking about these different dilemmas. And like this whole show is that. It's a shit ton of dilemmas all wrapped in one beautiful package and seeing like the, the psychological torment that goes on of the decision-making, but it's that whole cause and effect and it's all right there and just displayed for us in a way that makes sense and is logical. It's just nuts. And I absolutely love that. I'm, it's great, right? It's great. <laughs> but I think one of the crazy things about this show, and like I mentioned, there's going to be some spoilers here, but they do originally end the game. Like they do get majority vote to stop the game, but they do end up coming back. <laughs> like they get told like, hey, if everybody wants to come back, you guys can come back. And majority of the people do return to this game. So what do you think drove them to, after seeing all that, after getting out, even the ones who voted to end the game originally, what do you think actually drove them to make them want to come back to this? Hope. Mm. Like, you know, think about it. You're, you you start with nothing. You get thrown into a, like a scary situation, but you have the possibility to change your life. But then you leave and then you're thrown back in your your crap home, you know, or your your crap situation. And you're like, damn, like I I could have won the money. I could have changed, you know? Yeah, it's it's frightening, but it's better than just sitting around and suffering. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think that was the big thing. I mean, if you like in the episodes you saw they all went back to like shitty situations and it's like okay then why not give it a try you know i mean for the most part it's like oh well they disappeared so when they come back people were either mad at them or like disappointed that nothing has changed and it's just you know it when you give someone that little spark of hope majority of people are gonna want to try and get it right and I think that's really what it was, you know, imagine, imagine the situation happening to you, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just that, that money is still lingering over their head, right? Like they saw Mm -hmm. that money and walked away from it. So it's kind of crazy to think about. And actually it's kind of interesting too, because they did walk away, but that money never went to the people who died. That money was still there for them to return back to. I think because it happened so soon. Mm, Maybe. No, maybe they give them like a chance like, hey, you have X amount of months before we actually just send the money out, right? So that could be a possibility. I'm not sure. But so they do return back. And like the whole time we're following the main character, Ji Hoon, who is 
in my opinion, he's a fantastic actor. Like, holy crap, does that guy kill it in this show? And yeah. seeing his his like the changes in his personality throughout the entire series by the time you get to that last episode and you you feel all the weight of all of his choices man like fantastic job throughout the whole damn thing but he ends up pairing up with this older gentleman that's there who is the oldest person there which is a very interesting thing to look at right like everyone there is kind of middle-aged right middle-aged or younger and then you have this one guy that's just like super old. He's dying of a brain tumor, all that crap. And so Jihoon, like he he is our moral compass throughout this whole show. He is showing what the good choices could be or like how if you kept your humanity in a sense, what it would look like. And of course, you know, hero of the show, right? Like you have to show the humanity of people, not everyone. Like they don't want to make that 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 thug the hero right even though that's probably how most people would react to the situation in in limelight right like how many people are going to keep their humanity throughout this entire thing yeah he ends up pairing up with this guy and ends up helping him through the games which in turn the old man helps him through the games as well He's able to kind of coach them along some of their situations and then now we start seeing some like teaming up which always ends up happening and you see it in every single game show you see it in the survivor series you see it in an amazing race which i think battle is royale. battle royale situation like n- even though they know everybody knows that there can only be one winner we have this weird mentality of where like we need to team up and become a, a group and mm-hmm. i always find that interesting in game shows and i always think it's super funny that like like we went on this whole spiel of watching so much Amazing Race recently. Uh, my fiance has never seen it before, so I showed it to oh, her. They were fun. And the Amazing Race is great, and she actually wants to do it now, which I think would be really cool. But <laughs> uh, like one of the big things that happens almost every single season is there's always a group of people that team up together. They have a team. They make up team names for themselves, which I think is stupid as shit. And then everyone in the team gets pissed off when one group decides, okay, this is the time where we branch out and now we're on our own, right? Or because mm-hmm. it's a game. Like the whole point is to, you like you have to be the last man standing. It's the battle royale situation. So I always find it really funny when people are like, oh, well, they backstabbed us. Right? It's like, no, like they're playing the game and you would do the same thing pretty soon here. They just picked a different point in time to make their run for it. Right. And it's just so crazy to see that. But even in this life or death situation where one man can only win, one person can only win, we see them do the same thing where now you're starting to see groups start and split up so that they can make it to the end. And it to me, that's a very interesting concept. And it builds confidence. You know, it's like you're taking on this scary situation with somebody else. It it makes it easier in your mind Mm. to deal with it. And I mean, me, when I look at it, it's like, okay, I'm teaming up with some people. If we fuck up as a team, depending on the situation, as long as, you know, the whole team wouldn't get eradicated, like with the tug of war thing, mm-hmm. you know, there's a chance that one of your teammates might die instead of you. Right. I mean, this is the more selfish approach to it, but, you know, there could be a point where you build trust with people. And this is the more, like, chaotic evil side of it where you kind of sacrifice them to save yourself just because they've built a trust in you right and they've let their wall down 
And, you know, it's like that's an extra player that could take, you know, a bullet instead of you. And it's it's a dark way of looking at it. But, you know, some people look at it like that. You know, you look at game shows too, like Survivor, like they create these alliances so they save their own ass. Or when people join the alliance, they think they're saving their ass. But it only saves them for like a game or two. Right. Unless they like somehow kind of take control of the situation because there's always a ringleader in these kind of things and it's never where it's like a, a group call it's always like usually down to one or two very vocal people and it's interesting how people really do always form groups but at the same time the people are in groups usually stick around longer just for that reason you know it's very rare you see like a lone wolf actually make it in a group setting. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Yeah. And it, we, that's exactly what we see here. All the people who stuck to themselves ended up, you know, passing away throughout the games or losing, I guess. Right. And mm-hmm. it, in one of the big main scenes where it showed that teaming up was crucial, uh, was during the riot scene of this whole game. And it's actually not a game, but it was created or like I guess instigated by the game makers, right? So it almost feels like they they added an extra game without telling any of the players that they were doing it. So they well, like go ahead. Yeah. They not only what you're about to lead to, but one thing they threw in right before that is that they're like, you know, when every time someone dies, the money goes up. Mm-hmm. So they just casually drop that there like, oh, this is a certain amount of people died. Here's a certain amount of money you guys get. So it's like it almost creates that incentive. You know, you want the others to die because it's more money. Right. Yeah. You definitely want more people to die. And they never say if they die in the game only. Right. It's just if they die, they just kind of leave it very. That's the beauty of the writing of this is that they they just give the players just enough information to really warp their reality and get them to do what they want fully manipulate them so at during the scene like the the game makers in the background like the players don't know this but the game makers lower the amount of food that's even given to them at night so that they get all on edge and people are starting to kind of like steal food from others right you have like the thug group who's like taking rations from other people and so everyone's already getting kind of like tense right and then all of a sudden you have this whole scene where the lights go out and it's just pure chaos. People are killing each other in their bunk beds and just knocking shit over and just it's going nuts in there. And it's just it's bad. Right. And as they're doing that, as people are dying, you can see the money rolling up and in their heads, they're they're counting their money every kill. Right. Like it's just it's such a inhuman moment, but it's all been leading up to this point and it's crazy that this is only like halfway through the freaking games and people are already like losing their humanity over this so it just it, it's it's ah, man dude it's such an intense scene to really look at but I've, it's a counter to you know i mean aside from that the night fight it it kind of was a counter to the whole teaming up as a group mm-hmm. you know because Finding out when people die, you get more money. It's kind of like, well, now we don't really want a big group because then, you know, no one's really going to die. So that fighting kind of made people's bonds stronger. 
But at the same time, it also created that underlying tension, like, I'm going to have to kill these people eventually, or I'm going to have to have them die, Yeah, you know? It's a clever way that the game designers uh, are basically reminding the players that, yeah, sure, you guys can team up, but remember, you will, like, they will die. Like, everyone else is going to die around you if you're the winner. So, like, kind of just reminding them and kind of, it was, it's a clever way of them dealing with the idea of them teaming up. It's it's just that constant, like, because they want to keep that constant pressure, that constant tension going throughout the entire game itself. And it's just, it's fucked up, man. Oh, my God, it's so fucked up. Like, when when the old man's up there on top of the bunk, like, screaming, I'm scared. Like, I, oh, like, it got, it gave me chills. Like, I just, uh, yeah, that was a lot to deal with. But I think probably the biggest turning point in my mind in like the as far as like people maybe like the ones holding out to their humanity and the ones who were really clinging on to the sense of like self-righteousness, I guess you could say, is the marble game. The marble game, I feel like, Mm. is the major turning point in this whole series where that's when people really accepted the fact that like, no, it's me or the other guy. There is nothing else, right? And so the Marvel game is really interesting. And I, it's another one where, once again, clever design, clever writing, where they're, each player is handed 10 marbles and they're paired up in groups. And they're told only one person will win from the groups. But that's really it. That's the only rule. Besides that, it's, you know whatever game you want to play, whatever rules you want to make up, you can make up a game on the spot even. You, you you decide. You decide how you play this game, but the only thing is whoever has the most marbles at the end survives. And that's the only bit of information that they really have. And I find this episode to be so intense, not just because, you know, we have the whole incident where we have Ji-hoon, the main character, going against the old man that he's been basically protecting and clinging on to this whole series. Now they're pitted against each other, which is a terrifying and sad ordeal. But then you start seeing things like the husband and wife duo who are now pitted against each other. And it's just, it. this is the moment for me, at least in the series, where you can see like that humanity and that morality just kind of like check out and die. And them just like fully accepting like this game is a game to the death and we're stuck in this now forever. It just, it's a lot, man. Ugh. God, that episode is so intense. <laughs> it's so much, but like, I, I think the, one of the big things that I got really angry about when watching that episode was the, the outcome between the husband and wife duo. Like they actually were playing the game throughout the whole thing. Like, I don't know for me, I would probably I would come up with a way to have like my wife live, right? Like you would come up with a game in which that you can play where like you're just like no, like you're going to survive and that's it, right? Or like that would just that would definitely and I'm sure wife in the situation will want the flip side of that, right? Like they don't want their significant other to pass away. So like there there would be that back and forth, but the fact that they're leaving it up to fate and chance, like I feel like that's such a hard thing to do. And I don't know if yeah. I would be able to live with myself after the fact, after that, after that plays out, right? Like I, I would come up with like some stupid ass game since they made the rules up to you or they left them up to you. I'd be like, 
hey, if you guess my name right, like you get all my marbles. And that's it. Like I would just like cut into that and there's the game, there's the rules. And then like basically just letting her know like, hey, you're going to fucking live. Like you're going, I'm not going to be the one responsible for your death. I can't do that. And it shows too. Like it shows in the way that the episode plays out where the husband doesn't do very well after that whole ordeal plays out. And so I think that leads into another big moral question right there. Like if you're given this very vague rule set and you now know like you're going to be the one solely responsible for this other person's death you're looking them in the face while this is happening and you're you're the one creating the game in order to survive or you know die like what would you do in this situation um as far as the marvel game goes because i feel like this is such this is the one where like now they are solely responsible for the deaths of the other people. It's no longer the game makers doing it. Like, you did it now. This is probably the hardest question of the whole, like, show. Yeah. Like, of all the other choices. And uh, if it was, you know, like, the husband and wife thing, that would be the hardest. You know, if it was the other people, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to sound evil, but I mean, like, it is a game at the end of the day and it is you or them. Yeah. So, I mean, Survival would to me, yeah. Yeah. you know, I would want to live, but like, if it was, you know, my wife, like, <sighs> yeah, I'd probably do something stupid. Like what you said, where it's like, say my name, you know, yeah, like right. it, unless they randomly did something like they threw the marbles at me or something, mm-hmm. then, you know, it's yeah. I, I, I wouldn't want someone like that close to me having to deal with. No, that's hard. That shit. Like that's that's like that's where I th- I think that that whole series that moment but gets wrapped up right there. Think about it this way: if you die, then they're left on their own, and they're gonna be unhappy for a very long time if they even get better, right? Because of grief, and it's like. Would you rather them deal with the pain of losing you for years and suffering and possibly ending their life because they're so depressed? Or, in a selfish way, would you rather deal with that suffering and pain of losing them? Mm. Yeah, who can deal with the grief, right? And that that's what, that's what I'm thinking about now. I'm like, you know, you would have to think out of, the couple you know which one of you would actually be able to handle the grief if they had to make the decision it's a it's a terrible thing to think about and i mean it's it's tough but ultimately that's what it would have to come down to because i mean if someone kills themselves due to their like you know not being able to handle it then everything was both nothing. deaths were yeah. yeah yeah so that's that's really the key point. It really depends on the other person. Yeah. And this this game kind of sets up the rest of the games as well for what they're going to be. Because after that, that they all become more like acceptable of killing each other. Right? Yep. Which is exactly what we see in the bridge game, uh, where there's glass panes put in front of them, uh, left and right side. They have to jump either to the left or right and make it across the bridge. 
but one glass will or one side will break away while the other one will be able to hold their weight right so you but there's no way of really knowing which glass is the strong one you so it's just random chance but then you know what they could have done mm. now that i think about it taken their shoes and like thrown really hard against the glass i thought about that too i was like if they just had take off your shoes they didn't say you can't take them with you I was like, and there was enough of them to where they could probably do all the glass. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, they could have just chucked their shoe at the glass and then seen which one, like maybe bowed or broke or whatnot, right? Like, at least test it out on the first one to see what happens. But instead, yeah. they literally, like, there are multiple times where they literally threw the person in front of them at the glass to make that choice, and. If I feel like if this game was put earlier in the series, then none of them would have made it. No one would have been comfortable with the idea of killing. Yeah. But because it was put after the marble game where they've already, you know, actively killed another person by their like through their actions, they're now more comfortable with the idea of killing another player. So it's it's very Oh gosh, that bridge game was tough too. Every game that they play is really tough, but I feel like the later ones were the ones where you really felt the weight because it wasn't the game masters, you know, doing the killing anymore. It wasn't it was now your actions are what are solely, you know, ending this person and just creating this horrible ordeal to happen in front of them. And so we finally make it to the end here, which after the bridge game, no like there's only 16 people left for the bridge game. So, of course, you're not going to get many people left after that one. So there's only three people who remain. And I felt so bad for the one of the for the girl because that wasn't even part of the game. Right. Like that just sucked that that happened to her. But anyway, like we make it to the final final game that they play, which is the squid game, which I didn't know was a real thing. Apparently, it's a real game that they play in Korea, but it's such a violent game to be playing i mean we play violent games here too as kids it's true right but i don't know it just seems so bizarre and crazy but like you really I, the whole show really leads up to this point of just them like the the whole point is they're trying to break their humanity and of course our main hero jihoon he's able to keep his humanity throughout like he does start to kind of lose it and he breaks a little bit but he does ultimately keep it right um and then Spoiler, but, you know, Jihon survives. He gets out of there. And then we're left with this whole or idea of why, right? And sure, okay, there's there's the episodes with, like, the, the VIPs, the people who are paying and betting on this game. They do show them. But for me, I, personally, I could have done without that whole segment of information. Uh, I felt like it was just kind of thrown in just so that you can put a face to the people who are doing this. And it... Really, I guess it did play up the idea of them being kind of aloof and like they, they're getting a kick out of this. And that's really the only reason why this game is going on is because it's funny for them. But yeah. the characters weren't developed enough or interesting enough in my mind to really hold weight. But I guess they kind of had to put them in there, I guess. Right. Like, I don't know. But that's why I, they had to create some kind of like ultimate villain because the for the most of the show it basically portrayed certain players as the villain when ultimately you know it's the people running it are the actual villains right right yeah that's true it's a good point so i think what this does and 
we don't have to go into it too much, I guess, but the ending kind of reveals. Well, you know, I think I think it's a good time to go into the ending, right? Yeah. So yeah, this is a, if you haven't seen the last episode, I, I guess you could you know stray away from this little segment of us like kind of dissecting this part, but the whole point of this game. And I think this leads into like one of the last like major moral dilemmas that kind of come in here is this whole game was developed out of pure boredom and just kind of like a I get I, the idea of just losing interest in day to day lives and being bored by the mundane and the routine of everything. And there's actually a really great line that's put in the end the last episode of um, what does a man with no money have in common with a man that has too much money? And the response is living. They're, the thing that they share in common with each other is that they are alive and they can become bored with life as it is. So that kind of leads into the reason why people might join the game to begin with and why the games were developed at all and it's because this group of rich individuals were bored with life and they wanted something to come from it and of course this is a very extreme thing but it's not out of place and it's not something that we haven't heard of before in media right like we have the idea of the most dangerous game and that was a movie that was made in the past and it's a story that's been played through um they even did a movie similar to like i don't know have you seen the game like that's a great movie and it's that whole idea of basically just killing people for fun, right? To make them appreciate the life that they have, which... I have not seen it. It's it's a messed up idea, but it's like people... When people are bored with life, the whole idea is like when you're bored with life, the best way to appreciate the life that you have in front of you is to have like have the risk of losing that life. So it's almost like they're trying to make these people who are down and out who are you know like slumming it or using people or you know just doing whatever it is that they're doing that that led them to you know be in debt or be in trouble or whatever it may be to then appreciate and reevaluate their lives and hopefully better them and it's it's the same idea between the most dangerous game and all that stuff right like it's just it's a messed up concept but i guess it's a good way of going to the extreme of making people appreciate life. So I don't, it's, it's, I mean, it's very extreme and very unlikely, I guess. Right. But it is one way of doing it. I don't know. I think it's kind of ridiculous at that point. I think it's a dark way too of like, you know, you think about how like it was just these rich people wanting to watch a show, you know, and it's like, Oh, how, how can these people that have no money make money? You know, and it's like, well, we're giving them a chance to make money, but it's like, you know, you have to play a messed up game. Like, Mm. you know, there's, you know, what's stopping people from real life doing something like this? I mean, obviously there's laws in place, but like, say in countries where there's less laws, like, what if they could do something like this? Or, you know, on the dark web, there, hell, there could be stuff like this already. Right. Or they they kind of play up the idea of, um, <clears throat> enough money can get you or allow you to do anything 
Mm -hmm. right? So like because they are so uber rich, they're able to cover up and buy out the cops and do all that stuff and just allow these things to happen. Because like, I mean, the whole time too, like remember the, the way that they were transported to and from the games, they're basically kidnapped from the streets. Like there has to be somebody that like reported that, right? Or like, and the fact that nothing ever happened to them and they're able to continue on these games. And you don't know how many times they've played these games, but given the fact that there's files and files and files of people and past games. Yeah, that's what was weird. Yeah, like they they had to have been able to buy off the cops and everything. So it really plays up the idea of like with money comes power and with that power allows you to do anything that you want because people are motivated by money, whether it's cops, politicians, anything. And that's sad but true, right? We see that in our everyday lives. Money motivates the world and it gets people to do things that they would never normally do. And that's this. That is Squid Game in in the nutshell, right? It's just money sparks everything and allows you to do whatever the hell you want. And those people who have all this money are bored as hell with life, and they want to, a way to, I guess, spark it back. I don't know. It's just kind of like a weird, fucked up situation. That's kind of tough. Well. We can say so much more about this show and go on for hours and hours probably, but we didn't want to spoil too much for you guys and go too far into it. And I really recommend watching this show and just really trying to dissect everything about it because there's so much in it. And like I mentioned earlier in the, sh in the show is that like this, this whole series is just packed full with different moral dilemma choices that people have to make and it showing the potential outcomes for each choice that you can have right and really you got to ask yourself despite how fucked up some of these things get or how evil some in a way some of these people are portrayed what would you do in that situation well that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We really hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, please share it with a friend. It's the best way to for our show to grow as we are still a very young show. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We hope you guys join us next week when we dive into some more moral and ethical dilemmas and peek behind that curtain of our minds. Thank you very much. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>